Hey everybody, Darren Garman here with Trot. Hello, Trot. Darren, how's it going today? Hey, happy 2024. I know. Yeah, thank you. You too. Thank you. We are in full swing, full 2024 swing, early 2024 swing we are in. And before we go any further to talk about what we see coming in 2024, we want to remind yourself that, did I say remind yourself? Remind you <laughs> that this is, we're not going to edit that out. We're going to leave that in there because well, um, this is the real world. Uh, that this is the Heartland Multifamily Show, the place. For all things multifamily. For all things multifamily. And Trot, we have had, uh, you and I have had some conversations. Uh, this morning we had a meeting, kind of a long meeting. Big meeting. Yeah, where we talked uh, about this quite a bit, and we've talked to um, some of our, um, you know, some of our partners, some of our investors about 2024 predictions of 2024 and what we see happening, what we see on the horizon this year. It's definitely going to be one of the most interesting years, I think, historically, as far as our country is concerned. Uh, but we're going to drill down. We're not going to go out that wide with what we're going to talk about today, but we will drill down to multifamily. And Trot, what do you think? Should we have, I mean, you and I have talked about what we think would be, what we think are going to be dead on. Here's what we're going to be seeing in 2024. Should we hit, what, two, three, five predictions? How many do you think we should go with? Let's go, let's go five. Let's go five today. You want to go five? Yeah, okay. Might, might be a little bit longer podcast, but okay. All right, yeah, we'll go five. Um, all right, so let's let's just jump in then. If we're if you want to go five, let's go ahead and let's jump in. And keep in mind that the five that we're going to talk about is really based on our daily interactions, our daily work, our daily involvement in all things multifamily. So that's really what you're getting is based on what. We've seen not only last year, and actually, in some cases, actually years pr prior to that, uh, what we see coming this year, but that has to do with a lot of the uh, things that we do on a daily basis in the world of multifamily. Welcome to the Heartland Multifamily Show, the shorter, more profitable path to multifamily ownership and investing. Okay, so having said all that, Let's go ahead and let's talk about, let me lead with what I think we're still going to be seeing. And I've talked quite a bit about this um, over the last year. We have seen it uh, end of last year into this year, but admittedly not as much as I expected to see it, but I still think we're going to see it. And that is distressed multifamily property. Uh, I think the number one prediction I would probably make is we are still going to be seeing quite a few multifamily properties in distress um, heading towards um, foreclosure, I would say. Um, we can say distress, we can say foreclosure. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different terms for it, but there will be some multifamily properties in trouble. Uh, what do you think about that? I think you're dead on. And I think we're seeing it more now. I know we, we predicted it a little would happen at a higher pace. Sooner. Yeah, I thought there'd be more by now. And, I and, thought there and, would be. But I think now it's really starting to kind of come to fruition. And I mean, we've seen a few deals 
just yeah. in the past really couple weeks yep. you know maybe a couple months but um yeah i think i think that's gonna really start picking up pace here pretty shortly yeah i mean the deals that have crossed our desk have been interesting um and they fit the mold of distress and it really fits the mold of uh higher interest rates uh combined with higher expenses uh combined with you know maybe some dysfunction in project management or property management equals problems equals distress, uh, equals properties um, going into or close to foreclosure because they can't make the financials work. And we will still see that in 2024. Now you may say, well, Darren, wait a minute, interest rates are going down now. They're kind of headed down. And won't that help? And won't that kind of minimize maybe some of these problem multifamily properties that we may see coming up? And the answer is kind of, (laughs) kind of. Because the other thing to keep in mind is, even though rates have come down a little bit, they're still 2x, in some cases, 2.5x higher than what they were a few years ago. Okay, so they're still high compared to that. And also, property expenses are still increasing. Yeah, They're not going down. They're still increasing. And the, the condition these a lot of these distressed properties are in, don't add any extra value to what they paid for it. Yeah. Um, and 99% of the time, there's no capital to put into if they were to refinance at, you know, let's say a point lower or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. So maybe I can refinance with the interest rates a little bit lower, but you know, by that time it's, 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 it's like too late. It's too late. Yeah. By that time it's too late. So, so that's number one, you will see more multifamily properties in distress unfortunately with owners in having big problems needing to unload them which could equal some good purchase opportunities um some really good purchase opportunities we have had these kind of properties cross our desk we've seen some just so far they just have not been really what we thought they would be in terms of man this is a really really good opportunity but we are saying there's more to come there's still more to come there still will be more crossing our desk um even though rates are down expenses are up Costs are up, rents are flat, equals, man equals, um, yeah, some properties in distress and in foreclosure. So we'll see that. So that's number one. That's my prediction. That's number one prediction in my mind is we will still see properties, multifamily properties and opportunities in some cases coming up of properties in distress. Right. Okay. Um, Number two. Even though this is number two, this is the most talked about prediction that we have run into uh, going into 2024 and still the number one topic of 2024 in terms of multifamily investing. And that is the election, Um, the election. And some have said that this is the most important historical, historically important election we have ever had. Now, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't really know what was going on in, you know, you know, 18, 1880, I don't know, you know, um, so maybe, but I think, um, I think it's probably at least in the top three or top five, uh, based on everything that's going on out there. And so the question then, Trot, is we've got this election coming up. We know that it could potentially impact multifamily. This election could potentially impact multifamily. Uh, so knowing that, what are we, what kind of, tell 
talk about what kind of conversations that we're having with people, you know, and, and kind of what side of the fence they're on regarding this. Talk about that a little bit. Well, uh, you know, they look at two different parties, right? Um, the Republican, Democrat, whatever. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you believe in, but but they they analyze what could happen if either one were to be elected, mm-hmm. and then they base it off. They base their opinion off what you know one side thinks and what they think could happen from that, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say. Um, so they're like projecting into the future if it's going to be at, at the time we're, we're recording if if either Biden or Trump gets in the White House, here's what we're projecting, right? And so, you know, a lot of them are either going full on, hey, this we think this is going to happen, mm-hmm. so we're going full speed ahead, 110% of my money is going into yep. to real estate, or yep. the exact opposite, yeah. sell everything, get the hell out, yeah. don't touch anything mm-hmm. for however long. Yeah. Um, and so it's really, you, it's really hard to make that prediction because you don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and you don't know what's going to happen if somebody wants to get elected yeah. when they do, you know, who knows? Yeah. To what degree? And so I, I think you're right. What we've seen is not so much how we think um, the result of the election in November is going to pan out for multifamily owners and investors. Not so much that yet, but what we are seeing in a big way is a huge amount of investors and owners that are basically saying, hey, I'm in 100%, 110%, I'm in full steam ahead, let's keep buying, let's keep investing, let's keep improving, boom, 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 here we go. On the other side, hey, I'm not doing anything. Right. I'm stopping, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. We're gonna put the brakes on this for now until we see what's going to happen. Extremes, to extreme levels on both sides. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm going to be having a free webinar coming up, the links below, on how to correctly and with low risk invest your IRA or 401k in really good multifamily properties. A majority of our investors do this. I do this personally. It's not illegal. Make sure you click the link below. We'd love to have you. There's really nobody in between. I mean, there are, I mean, I say nobody. That's probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but I'm not off by much. There's really nobody in the middle there. You're either, I'm all in on this and I'm moving ahead and I'm, I mean, the future's looking bright, okay? Or it's uh, brakes are on, we're just gonna see what's gonna happen and then we'll make some decisions from there. Very much extreme level on both the sides of that. That's really what we're seeing in the conversations that we're having. Um, very interesting. We have not had it this way ever that I can remember in terms of that kind of extreme one side or the other side on whether or not they're in 150% or they're out 150%. You know, there's really hasn't been really much in, um, in between. Right. Um, okay. So, so that's number two. And I think that's a good one. And that's the, like I said, probably the most talked about one that we've got on the list. Now we had, we had five, right? Five. Okay. Um, well, one of the things that I know investors are going to want to know, Trot, in 2024 has to do with uh, multifamily property values. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we got all this stuff going on. Yeah. Okay. We got all these things happening. All right. What does that mean for values? What do you think values are going to do? 
You know, it's funny because we we just talked about how many distressed properties we think will will be on the market. And so mm-hmm. you'd think I'd say, oh, values are going to plummet. Yeah. I actually think the opposite. I think the the well ran um, properties that are you know in good shape, uh, good occupancy. Mm-hmm. Are going that they're going to see a rise in their values. How much I don't know. Yeah. Um, it could be five percent, ten percent. I don't know. Um, and I, I think it's it's a, a rise in the value from the bottom. I don't think yep. it's you know they're going to raise ten percent on you know what what they peaked at mm-hmm. you know let's say a year or two year two years ago. Um, and the reason I think that is because the Fed's already come out and said, hey, we're gonna. They never said how many points they're going to lower you know, rates, but we can assume it's at least a point and a half, mm-hmm. um, you know, making borrowing cheaper, you know, their, their financials can look better. Um, and inflation is slow too. And so I, I don't see a world if both those things happen, like, you know, we think are going to, I don't see a world where values can't go up yeah. this, this, this year. Yeah. I think it, it is an interesting dichotomy, isn't it? Because yeah. there will be um, there will be investors that will be having problems, like we talked about, with their properties. So you almost want to think, well, that must mean that the market is going to, you know, go down and values are going to go down. Uh, and I think you're right, as rates uh, continue to um, go down even slowly, that will slowly fuel the fire of investors like us looking to buy more multifamily, okay? Even though that's still kind of happening over here, that's happening over here. Uh, So that's number one. Here's number two about that. And you're seeing this kind of between the lines. So this is like reading between the lines a little bit. How much have we heard about, um, especially over the last year, how unaffordable single family homes have become. How much have we heard about that? A ton, right? Okay. So we can agree that, you know, a big headline over the last year has been the unaffordability of single family homes, how much they cost, I mean, et cetera, how how people can't qualify for, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there is more and more of a movement of investors that pretty much think that, Sometime down the road, sooner versus later, uh, owning your own home is going to be almost completely unaffordable, period. Right. Okay. Now, we've got a large group of people that can afford to buy their own home or condo and all that still, and there's still a large percentage that can. But between the lines, if you read between the lines, there is a large movement going on with the thought that eventually, sooner versus later, Owning your own home or condominium is going to be completely unaffordable for most. So, since we feel that is going to be the case, the alternative is multifamily. So, we're all in because we are really purchasing and investing with an eye on the future in terms of where we think this will go. So, you throw that in there with what you were talking about. And I agree with you. I think we're going to see values go up in general, in general. And it might be, some markets might be a little bit better than others. Some markets might, you know, there might be a market thing going on there. 
Um, but I think we're going to see values go up in general too. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And I, I like your point about uh, more people renting for even longer. Um, you know, whether you think it sucks or it's great, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. I read a few months ago, um, renting has become 52% cheaper than buying a house at this oh, given yeah. time. And it's something like nine to 10 years. Um, it takes about nine to 10 years for it to basically break even um, in terms of um, renting versus buying. Well, and that's if you don't do anything to the place. Right. I mean, if you just do your daily cares of life maintaining it, you're still out of pocket quite a bit. I mean, we, so Gina and I finished, I mean, we didn't do it, but Gina and I just, re, we refinished our basement. Okay. So we've owned the house like, I don't know, almost 20 years. So we've refinished our basement. And we did this in, in none to, um, we, did, we weren't exorbitant in the finishing of this. This was your basic, nice refinishing of the basement and putting some improvements in there. What we paid for, we could almost buy a pretty decent house based on what we paid for this. For this. And this is labor, materials, and that's about it. You know, so uh, yeah, I, I just think um, I think there's some merit to that, yeah. and I think there's some merit to you know the thought that multifamily is going to be the place a lot of people will have to go, um, just because of the affordability part of it. Yeah, I agree with that too. So, man, okay, so we've covered three. Um, we're on we're on number four, right? Yep, number number four. four. Okay, and number four is really this is a good segue number four into number four based on what we just talked about affordable housing and we've heard a lot about it uh and so more and more what you will see as a trend in multifamily is this will be more politicized in 2024 uh multifamily owners landlords uh are going to be seen and brought up more and more as um, evildoers, as those that are taking advantage, um, and those that are, at the end of the day, just making way too damn much money. And because of that, uh, landlords should be safety nets, and apartment owners and multifamily owners should be safety nets. And that safety nets mean things like rent control. Uh, that safety net means things like um, uh, long-term, long processes of removing maybe residents or maybe eviction processes, um, and, and on and on and on. Um, you know, we talked in our meeting today that one of the things that is a huge um, qualifier for us with our multifamily property in terms of who we decide to rent to uh, is the credit score of the potential resident that plans on living in our, um, in our multifamily communities. That's a big deal. I mean, if you have a track record, and you show a track record of being irresponsible in paying your bills, it's kind of a telltale sign that, you know, you're probably a bad risk in terms of being a resident in our multifamily communities. Um, but I can tell you there is a movement now going on where that is seen as discrimination. And even some folks watching and listening might even feel that it might be discriminatory to have that point of view. Well, that's political. That's definitely political, um, and that's you know could be seen as housing bias or something like that. Where you know we just we just want to make sure we get folks that have a good track record of paying bills, 
Um, but that will be, I think, more politicized. So as affordable housing becomes more and more the problem in this country, um, it will shift from being able to afford your own home to being able to now afford to pay rent. And we need to make rent more affordable. We need to make all of this easier. We need to be kinder and gentler. So we need to have our politicians now get involved and start instituting regulatory um, rules and regs for landlords to follow to um, make it a common cause, common good kind of thing for more folks to be able to live in multifamily properties. I see that happening. Right. Definitely. What about you? Yeah, I, I see that. And we talked about it before on the podcast and your, your, your landlords are starting to be looked at as uh, the safety net. Yeah. Um, just because you own an apartment community, yeah, I mean, pretty much. So, so oh, you own an apartment community? Yeah, you're the safety net now, and here are the things you've got to do. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and there's in most cases not any way around it unless mm-hmm. you fight it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that goes without saying. There are some states right now where I, I don't even know how you can own any multifamily property in some states right now because this is like full blown inaction, and it's going to get worse in some of those states. And some of those states are our neighbors, by the way. And mm-hmm. I, there'd be no way I don't own anything there. Um, but it, it's, it, it is what is happening. And I think we're going to see more and more of this politicized in 2024. And don't be surprised to see this, um, as headlines, uh, especially maybe in some more, in some markets, some larger markets versus some smaller markets. Um, okay. So we've talked about four things. We've talked about, um, distressed property. We've talked about, um, elections. We've talked about property values we think will rise. We've talked about the political, some things kind of being more politicized in terms of affordable housing and multifamily as a part of that. Um, let's talk about something else that I've really seen. I've talked, we've talked about this in other podcasts a little bit, but I keep seeing this growing more and more noticeable. And I, this is going to be another big trend, I think, in 2024. And it's not good news. Um, it's not good news, especially for real estate agents. Um, and especially if you're a real estate agent that is out there representing buyers, or you'd be like a buyer's broker. Now I'm talking in the world of multifamily now, I'm not talking single family homes and those kinds of things. I'm talking right now in 2024, you and I have talked about this in the world of multifamily and what we see disappearing and what I think will be disappearing even in a bigger way in 2024 or buyer brokers. Those agents and those brokers that specifically are out there representing multifamily buyers. I think we've seen a pretty good disappearance so far and I think we'll see even more of a disappearance of those buyer brokers in 2024. Try what do you think about that? I yeah, I think you're right on nailed the uh... What is it? You hit the nail right on the head. I did. That's yeah. exactly how you see. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. Go. I, I, I think, um, I think that if if buyer brokers or agents want to stay in business, they've got to, you know, find a more creative way to get paid. Yeah. It's not just going to be, hey, here's your percentage of the commission anymore. Um, especially if that becomes obsolete, and you know, it, a lot of times, you know, there's still a lot of people that will need to be represented by mm-hmm. a buyer broker or agent or, you know, whatever. Um, 
But again, I think they're going to have to find a, a more creative way to get paid. Yeah, and I here's kind of the way I see this playing out. I think um, if you are or if you know of like a real estate agent or a buyer's broker that maybe spends time working with buyers to buy like a fourplex yeah. or an eight unit building or a 12 unit building, something like that. I think I think that th- this is not going to apply to you as much, okay? But if you're looking to buy 100 units, 200 units, 80 units, 96 units, good luck. I mean, because if you're a buyer's agent or buyer's broker, those folks don't even really need you. Really, why do they need you? What, what kind of value are you bringing to the table for those people? Um, and if you say things like, well, I've got experience and I kind of know the market. And well, anymore, that information is easily available to people. So uh, one of the things that has really helped our companies out in terms of representing uh, folks looking to buy apartment communities to own manage and run themselves especially is the the value that we add to representing them in other facets in, in terms of management in terms of asset management in terms of financing in terms of everything and so i mean the list that we provide is like this long when you're working with us to represent you out in the market um, and you better be out there with a list this long of what you can do and what you can provide people that are looking to buy multifamily property. Because if you're just the, you know, I've been in the business now for 25 years, I got a website, I got an email address, um, I kind of know the players in the market, and 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 yeah, uh, if that's kind of it for you, you're in really, really big trouble. Right. Um, you better have a list this long of a bunch of other things that you can do and how you can do it. And unfortunately, I think there's more folks that have a list this long than a list this long, and I think you are, um, you're going to be hurt. There's going to be problems. Um, and we've seen it over the last few years. And I think 2024 will be another year where we're going to see the disappearance of the buyer's broker or the buyer's agent. Yeah. I I don't know. You know, I don't think they'll be gone entirely in 2024, but I think you'll see a decline by at least 50% buyer's agents. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I think we've covered five pretty good ones here. Um, and these are really, when we reflect on conversations that we've had last year, um, conversations that we're having this year in terms of investors' business planning, what they want to be doing this year, in terms of all of those conversations that we're having, most all of this is centering around what we're talking about and these five things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so try any last any last words you want to say about these five trends at all? Um, I, I think we, we we nail them on the head, but I also think that we're going to keep business as usual around mm-hmm. the office. I don't think um, you know, there's still value in everything um, that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we might have to get a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying we're going to have to work harder? Yeah, I, I of think, course. You know, to avoid. You mean you mean it's not going to get easier for us? Yeah, right. What right. the heck? Um, so, but I I'm think, not just going to be able to have a chill 2024 chill year. What the heck? Yeah, that's right. good okay. Um, 
yeah, so thank you for joining me today, Scott, on the multi-family show, the Heartland Multi-Family Show, the place. For all things multi-family. For all things multi-family, thank you for joining us today and look forward to talking with you more in 2024. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.